The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota on December 18, 2011, based on Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit prepares our hearts for our King is the Gospel today, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Please listen again to a portion of the reading. As the angel says to Mary, You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Many young girls dream of that day that they will be a mommy. And how happy the news for that couple that have been hoping, praying for a child, how happy that news when they finally find out that they will be parents. But pregnancy was not on Mary's mind when the angel appeared to her. She had never been with a man in that way. Yes, she and Joseph had made their public vows to be husband and wife, but Joseph had not yet taken her home as his wife. And until then, how could there be a pregnancy or a child? How surprising, even shocking, the angel's words must have been for her. Is it any wonder that Mary asks how this is all going to come about? Was Joseph to take her home as his wife right away? Was that how God was going to do this? Her question here does not come from unbelief or doubt, but from a desire to do what God wanted. And our God had a most astounding miracle in mind to bring his son into this world. He wouldn't simply be a special child born to a couple in their old age like Isaac had been or as John the Baptist would be three months from now. No. He would come into this world in a way that had never happened before and would never happen again. He would be born of a virgin, a biological impossibility, no human father. But nothing is impossible with God. And in this most astounding way, the Lord God clearly demonstrates that this child, this baby in the manger, is none other than our God in the flesh. That's how the angel answered Mary here as Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Yes, that baby is our God. And so we confess still today in the creed that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, just as the scriptures reveal here. We prepare our hearts to celebrate and ponder that miracle once again this Christmas. 
Even though all the culture around us reduces this to just a darling story about a poor baby laid in a warm manger, never forget the miracle. This baby is our God, born of a virgin. What a great and mighty wonder. Ponder that miracle, that mystery, this Christmas and every Christmas. But why? Why did our God come in the flesh? Why did the Father send his Son into our world? Why was Jesus born? The angel's words you heard earlier here answer that question for us. He was born to be our king. This baby reigns for us. That's the theme here this morning. He reigns for us as foretold of old, and he reigns as the conqueror of all. Those are the two parts here today. He reigns for us as foretold of old. For you see, as the angel speaks to Mary here, His words call to mind the promises the Lord had made throughout the Old Testament about a millennium before the events here. The Lord had taken David from tending sheep and had made him king over his people Israel. And yet, no king from David's family line had sat on the throne for centuries by the time the angel spoke these words. And yet the angel says to Mary, The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. That's what the prophets had foretold of old, and that is what the Lord fulfilled. Think of the prophecy that you heard in the first lesson today from 2 Samuel chapter 7. You heard the angels were, or you heard the Lord God's words to the prophet Nathan that he would go and tell David that an offspring from his own body would reign forever. For Jesus, our God, comes from the physical and legal family line of King David. What a wonder that is. He who created David was born from David. He who is David's son, David, addresses and calls my Lord, as he does in the Psalms. For this baby is the king of kings. He reigns for you as foretold of old. And this good news is is echoed and repeated throughout the prophets. For example, Isaiah writes in chapter 11, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a branch will bear fruit. Jesse was the father of King David. The stump of Jesse pictures how the Royal tree, family tree of King David had been cut down, leaving only stumps, only commoners like Mary and Joseph. But from a dead stump comes a shoot, a branch bearing fruit, life-giving fruit. For this baby reigns for you to bring you life with God as foretold of old. Through the prophet Micah, the Lord told how Just as David came from a small, insignificant town, so also his greater son would come from that same small town of Bethlehem, even though his origins are from eternity. Micah writes, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, yet out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Yes, what a wonder. This this baby whose life appears to be just beginning is the eternal one. He always was and is and will be. 
He is ever with the Father from eternity to eternity. And so he reigns forever. Yes, this baby reigns for you forever as foretold of old. The prophet Jeremiah writes, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. Yes, this baby reigns to be our righteousness. We we could not be right before God based on our efforts or, or works. We needed a righteousness from outside of ourselves. Jesus is your righteousness. Only his righteousness saves. Only his righteousness freely credited to you and received by you through faith alone. This righteous baby, this holy, pure baby, is our righteousness. He reigns to credit you, to bring you his right record, as foretold of old. And one final prophecy to consider in the first part here comes from Ezekiel. As the Lord says through him, I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This baby reigns as our shepherd He tends you and me as his sheep and lambs and flock. Jesus is our shepherd king. He reigns for you, just as foretold of old. And so as you consider these prophecies, dear friends, and the many others recorded here, we see their fulfillment begin to take place with that miracle the Holy Spirit worked in Mary's womb. That Holy One born from her is God's Son and David's Son, for nothing is impossible with God. So take your God at his word, dear friends, dear Christians. Take him at his word, for you have seen how the prophecies of old have not fallen short. His words do not fall to the ground unfulfilled. He keeps his word. Take the Lord your God at his word just as the prophets did. If you think about it, do you, how much do you think the prophets really understood about how God would exactly bring all this about? They knew the Lord would do it somehow, but even though they wrote, they, the Lord gave them these very words to write, they searched them, they studied them to learn as much as they could. So great was the mystery of this miracle. They treasured the words of the Lord their God. They held on to them in faith and hope. And and think about Mary herself as she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Such faith, taking God at his word and submitting to his will, I am his servant, his slave. With that same faith, dear friends, treasure the words of your Lord and King He reigns for you as foretold of old. Treasure his words as you search the scriptures. Even though there may be much that we don't fully understand, search the scriptures. If you think about that, isn't that a reason all the more to search them that much more diligently because there is 
so much that we still can learn from them. And as you search the scriptures and treasure his words, submit to them just like Mary did. Submit to his word even though at times it's going to contradict what our reason says, even though at times it goes against what we feel that we want for the time being. Submit to his words in that humble faith. Hold on to his promises just as Mary did. Hold on to them in faith and hope. Hold on to his promise that this baby reigns for you. For you see, dear friends, he has conquered all for you. And that brings us to the second part here today. As the angel speaks to Mary about her son on the throne, he says, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. He reigns forever, kingdom without end. Because you see, he has conquered all his enemies. There is none left to stand in his way. None can stop him. And so he reigns forever. He reigns for you as the conqueror of all. If we go back to the very first prophecy, we begin to see how the Lord revealed this, that that prophecy made back in Genesis chapter 3. The offspring or seed of the woman would crush Satan's head, that arch enemy who led the whole world astray into sin. And so from the very beginning, we see that Jesus is coming as that spiritual savior to rescue us from the old evil foe. And so his kingdom, his rule, his government is a spiritual one. He does not come as an earthly king to wield power through worldly governments. No, he comes as your heavenly king to rescue you, to deliver you from the spiritual forces of evil and to prepare you for the, uh, to live in the glory of his splendor at the end of this present age when this world is destroyed. The prophet Isaiah talks about that spiritual kingdom, that spiritual government that this baby was born for. He writes, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This baby reigns for you over that spiritual kingdom, that spiritual government. He governs all for you to bring you peace. For you see, he has conquered all for you to bring you that True, real peace, peace with God. And know, dear friends, know that these words truly are for you. For you see, when the prophets of old talked about the Savior and the spiritual blessings he brought, they weren't making these promises only for the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When they talk about the house of Israel or the house of Jacob, they're not limiting the promises to just those physical descendants. But these promises are for the spiritual descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just as the Apostle Paul makes clear in several places, such as in Galatians 3, where he writes, understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham, Believe that this baby reigns for you. 
For you see, through faith in Jesus, you are a child of Abraham. You are from the house of Israel, the house of Jacob. David reigns as your king. Yes, Jesus has conquered your enemies. He has conquered sin, Satan, and death for you. And so he reigns forever. In Jesus, sin no longer condemns you because Jesus has taken away your sins and nailed them to the cross. In Jesus, Satan cannot accuse you because Jesus is your advocate who presents his own righteousness as your defense. In Jesus, you can face whatever this world throws at you, even death itself, with the confidence that Jesus as your conquering king, is at your side. And that he is leading you, guiding you as your good shepherd, even through the darkest of valleys to your heavenly Father's home. For Jesus has gone through death ahead of us and returned in victory, and he gives you that Easter victory. What peace we have from the Prince of Peace, who has conquered all to give us his peace as he reigns for you. And so, dear friends, as we prepare our hearts this Christmas to ponder again that mystery, that miracle of our Savior's birth, know and believe that that baby is your God and Lord. He is your King, as foretold of old. He is your King who has conquered all for you. This baby reigns for you. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.